Hello there. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. Yeah! Oh! So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Game over, man. Game over. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening. I'm Miles from Blockman. I'm M. Sierra Garcia. And I am Dave Sellers. And wow. Miles, you are sounding svelte tonight. Yes, I, I invested in, in a new mic, and uh, I've been a bit of a copycat, but uh, I asked Dave, hey, what did you get? Because yours mic sounds good, so he told me, and I said, okay, I'll just get one of those. Yeah. Beautiful. It's beautiful. So, Chrissy, we need to you know, twist your arm next. I guess so. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to ask Dave what mic he got. All right, right. I bet he can tell you. But. I'll throw it in the chat. <laughs> well, you know, Yeti Yeti makes a micro microphone that's really nice and like forty bucks. Well, that, see, I I tend to go for the ones that are like built into the headset because, as you may have noticed, I have cats, and so like they're jumping around doing all sorts of things. So, um, your microphone sounds good though, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I I do I do think I want to get a headset with a better mic though yeah oh no you'll have to get a super cool gamer headset darn i know yeah, right? i mean i kind of have one i'm i'm not fo- i'm not fond of the glowy glowy ones even though i have one i like the glowy things yeah i cover them cover the glowy part with tape nothing says gamer like glowy things on your that's headset. right that's right. Or like um, in your computer for some boards. random reason. Why why does my motherboard need to glow, guys? Why? It has Ooh. zero function. Because it can. Yeah. You should see mine. Look up like a Christmas tree here. This also comes from the gal like my gaming rig is a is a Windows machine and it's covered in Apple stickers, so I love how we immediately we tried to start the show and immediately ADHD. <laughs> I know, right, right. So so much for starting the show. Let's talk about gamer headsets. I mean, yeah, there, we could talk. The the menu at the diner is broad and diverse. Uh, very that, true. That is very very true indeed. I mean, you know, talking very, about gamer headsets, we have a, a Rocket League teams in our school have like both teams have made it into playoffs. And one team has made it into like three different playoffs. So, oh, congrats! So they are they are That's lit. Cool. Yep, they are lit. It's a Rocket League. And Rocket League, it's a game. It's like it's it's like soccer with cars, basically. It's a it's a computer <gasps> game. That's so cool. Yep. So they uh, in fact, one of the teams, if they make it far enough, we're heading to Pittsburgh for the for the finals. So. Nice. That's that'll so be cool. that'll be lit if we do it. So. And, uh, nice. I just sit there and look pretty and run the program. I don't actually do any of the gaming. So. <laughs> but, but they do. But. All right. Well, why don't we get into uh, the science fiction that we all watch and love. And we're going to kind of, uh, we haven't talked, uh, the last show we did our kind of review of Planet of the Apes, but we haven't really, we didn't really get into like what we were into as far as science fiction goes. And so we want to do that and catch up. Some of our shows are wrapped up the fall season. Um, although uh, Andor has one episode left to drop. should be dropping tomorrow. We're recording this on the Tuesday prior. And uh, and some shows have taken a break for the mid-season and some, so, some shows have not. So we're just going to kind of catch up with all of that. Does anyone here want to go first? Uh, I will. Um, so... Before we recorded our show with uh, Dayton reviewing Planet of the Apes, uh, I saw Black Adam in theaters. I, I enjoyed that a lot. I thought, um, DC, you did it right this time. Um, you, know, you had The Rock, 
you, you know, you had uh, Pierce Bronson, um, great story. So uh, hoping this might, uh, we might get maybe another Black Adam film. They dropped the trailer for the new uh, Shazam movie, which I'm excited for. I'm enjoying uh, Star Trek Prodigy. Before we get to Prodigy, though, Miles, doesn't Black Adam play into the Shazam universe? It does in 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 greater mythos. Um, there was no, and I think they 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 implied a connection, but we didn't see anything. We didn't see any kind of connection with Black Adam and Shazam yet. Um, I assume they're saving that for, for a later film. All right. <laughs> Sounds but, good. But the Black Adam character was an interesting kind of anti-hero, heroic character um, in, in this film. Um, now, the, the superheroes we got was um, Dr. Fate, uh, Hawkman, who I thought was really cool in this. Um, the other two superheroes, I have to say, were eh. forgettable. So, <laughs> you saw, yeah, uh, I mean, they were my, but, but you know, you, even, if, even if I never heard of them before, I had to say... I couldn't tell you who the, what, what what their names were. They should have um, saved them for Titans, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Black Adam, good, really good, really, really enjoyable movie. Uh, joined Star Trek Prodigy. Um, so this is going to be an oddball show. Uh, I'm watching a show called Beyond Westworld on Prime. It's not. It has nothing to do with the new HBO series. Back in the shortly after um, the second Westworld movie, back in the seventies, there was this very short-lived TV series, and it's on Amazon Prime. And I thought, eh, I'll check it out. So I've watched a few episodes of that. It, it's a fun, you know, um, nostalgia trip. Uh, look at old sci-fi shows. It lasted barely a season, though. I'm enjoying the still enjoying the new Quantum Leap. I, I think that's on, on its fall hiatus. Uh, La Brea, all these shows on Peacock, uh, Resident Alien. Um, like I think, I think the rest of you enjoying Star Wars Andor. Uh, I finished reading a time travel novel called uh, The Tiber Runs Red, uh, Part Two. Um, this was uh, written by uh, R. Magnusholm. I'm probably butchering his last name, but I'm, I enjoyed that book, and I'm reading a different book. Uh, of his called uh, uh, Galatea 2044, a novel of the near future. Um, and I pre-ordered uh, Harm's Way, a Star Trek original series novel by David Mack. It'll be dropping uh, uh, December 13th. And did uh, do I have word that you are working on getting David Mack on the show here? Yes. And uh, he, he's good for next Thursday at 7 o'clock. All right. So next Thursday, if anyone else can make it, you're more than invited. So more than invited. But All right. Uh, who's next? M, I kind of want to hear from you after walking out of Wakanda forever. Literally walking out of the movie theater. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Okay. I'm in the car at the moment. Um and I, I have to say, like, that was, I've never cried so much in an MCU film. <laughs> it was, there were the moments that they celebrated Chadwick Boseman and King T'Challa. I could choke up about it now. It was so beautifully done. And it was just, like, it was heartbreaking. Because, you know, like, they, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. They did a, a, an amazing, amazing job. And, um there were little moments in this story that I'm like, eh, where are you going with this? Oh, okay. This is good. Um, I also loved the spotlight on the history of some of the, some of the indigenous peoples of the Yucatan Peninsula. Um, there's this really great song at the end where um, the, it's a, it's a rap, but it's done in it's uh, total Mayan which is an old language that almost died out and it's the coolest sounding thing. But in general, like as far as, you know, this new generation of MCU storytelling that's coming, they, they really, they, they took the story forward, which is great. They brought in some connections I had forgotten about, which is great. Um, and, and they took the time to really, 
really honor and pay homage to to Chadwick. So it 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 was beautifully done. It was beautifully beautifully done. Um, I too saw Black Adam, and I too forget those the little preteen superheroes. Um, I'm super sad. I want more of Pierce Brosnan in that role, but uh, I is it is it, my, Black Adam's been out for a while. So if you haven't seen it, I'm gonna spoil it. Um, I don't love that that character died. There's so much more that could be there, but who knows what could happen. <clears throat> I think this is a good step forward in the DCU of movies, but now what's his face who got kicked out of Disney, um, who, uh, who revolutionized really a lot of storytelling at MCU. Um, what's his name with the crazy hair? I go. Uh, nope. Nope, nope, nope. The guy who did the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Gunn? Yes. So James Gunn is now one of the, he's like, he's like the Kevin Feige of DC now. So who knows what we're going to see. And this was a great step. I did appreciate the little super double secret um, moment at the end of Black Adam. I think that's what totally saved the movie for me because that's when it really took the step forward of like, Yes, we're taking this shiz seriously. Uh, so super jazzed about that. And then I've been reading a lot for work, so I haven't been able to read anything fun. Um, but I did uh, go back and rewatch all of TNG over the last month. Um, and some of it just doesn't age well um, oh, at all. What? A lot of the storytelling does. Like, once you get past season one, it does well. But that first season, yowza. Um, it doesn't change my love or passion for Star Trek whatsoever for, for TNG. But it does make me kind of go, oh, I am so glad they made some changes. Um, they look like everybody yelling all the time. Uh, and, like, I'm glad they all got collars and they don't, like, look like they're running around in their underpants. Um the trailer for Avatar, the new Avatar movie, the newer, the newest trailer, I got to see that today. That looks amazing. I'm still kind of lost what story they're going to tell, but I think that's a good thing. I want to go in and just enjoy it with childlike wonder. Um, the Shazam trailer played, which is adorable and super fun. And I love how it's superhero accessible for anybody of any age. Uh, it's very family friendly as opposed to the super dark darkness of like Batman and, and Superman and lately. Um, so that's, I love that. Uh, and I'm also like, I'm super behind on my Doctor Who. Like I need to watch the last season, um, with the, with Jody Doctor Who, and then, and kind of get ready for, you know, 10 slash 14 to come in and I, I, there was a little commercial or just something that was playing on Facebook where it was David Tennant when he first changed and he's in the pajamas and the hair and he goes, Ooh, new teeth. I don't, I don't know these teeth. And then it flips and it's the new, and it's him again. And he goes, Ooh, I know these teeth. What? And then I just, just started giggling and got excited again. Um, <laughs> What else is I did order, I'm behind on my She-Hulk reading. So since that finished, I went and picked up the books again. I went back like six years. And and um, so I've been, re like, when I get a chance to read her closure, I've been reading those. So I picked up a couple of um, anthologies. Um, and that's pretty much it. There is something that, that just started on Netflix 1899 it's some sort of like sci-fi mystery yes. horror yes. that i know zero about so i wanted to bring it up in this in this little you know coffee clutch and see if any of you guys have heard about it what should i expect is it going to be too gory for me or too scary i i saw the i just saw the advertisement for it and i was like "Ooh, i didn't know this was coming down the pike and it looked interesting that was about as much as i saw was it a book? Was it a? I just haven't had a chance to look it up yet. No, nope, I guys, didn't. I didn't. I'm not familiar with it, but it sounds interesting. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that's it for my sci-fi world. It's kind yeah. of boring. 
Yeah. I mean, just for those of you that aren't familiar, 1899 is based around this migrant steamship that heads west to leave the old continent, passengers in a mixed bag of European origins, united by their hopes and dreams for the new century and the future abroad, but their journey takes an unexpected turn when they discover another migrant shift adrift on the open sea. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. But there's a mystery and it's like a multiversal type mystery, so Oh, I might like that. Yeah. I like a multiverse. I I like a good mystery. Especially if it's like gothic sort of. Yeah, so it's that. been it's been positive pretty positive reviews and it's a, it's an episodic thing, so it's not a movie. And there's okay, eight episodes, I think. So, but yeah, and it is the, um, uh, who's the director of it? Um, uh, they, they were the people that directed Dark, which I didn't see. Oh, I heard really good things about Dark. People kept trying to get me to watch it, and I just, just didn't have the time, but I would. Mostly because I thought I would like watching it in the German, which is 100% true. But that's one of the reasons why I didn't sit down and watch it was because I wanted to watch it in the German and I needed like time to sit and watch and like mentally practice. Yeah. Yep. Well, very good. Anything else, Em? No, that's pretty much it. Like, like I said, I'm doing a lot of work for a lot of reading for work right now and I'm a little behind on my cool stuff. Oh, well, the only other thing that it's not sci-fi-ish, but it is fun. I have an IMDb page now. Oh, yay. Which I'm kind of excited about. Very good. It, oh. That was more of a brag and not yeah. a humble one. Brag yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what? Brag away. Oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Like, tell, like, yes, I do have a page there. Yeah. Miles, you have a page. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both do, Scott. Yeah. For better or worse, it's actually just a little small credit, but yeah, probably it's probably M's is probably way more impressive for voice acting than ours is. So I I would I would agree. Yeah, Yeah. it it is very voice acting. Yeah, that's that's great. All right, so we have two people here that have been to like Disney in the past couple weeks. Uh, Which one do you want to go first? Oh, how exciting! Go for it, Chrissy. Um. So I'll first cover all the the books that I've read, and then we can talk Disney. Um, So I'm rereading The Old Kingdom Chronicles by Garth Nix. I remember really liking them when I was a child. Um, I say that like I was like young, young when I read them. I want to say it was middle school. I can't remember. Um, I just finished Snake Falls to Earth by Darcy Little Badger, um, which is a really, like, if you're looking... If you're looking for, like, a book to recommend to people that's, like, fantasy sci-fi, that's from, like, a different, like, culture, um, it was written by Native American, so it's got a lot of, like, their mythology and culture and language, and so it was really, it was really good for that. Um, Small Angels by Lauren Owen, um, another gothic, um, fiction book, if you like those sorts of things, um, and then... I finished the one trilogy that I started with The Runaway King and the Captive Kingdom by Jennifer A. Nelson, which, as I said before, those are like Disney movies in book form. Like, they're super, they're, they're written for much younger audiences, but sometimes you just want to, like, sit in an afternoon, read a book, and just enjoy something um, that's not that heavy. So, because um, I read that after reading Royal Assassins and Assassin's Quest by Robin Hobb. Um, which was kind of a disappointment, disappointing end of the trilogy. Because the first book was so good, but the second books were not as great. Which I find with a lot of trilogies. I don't know why. Um, and then I read The Last Unicorn by Peter S. Beagle. Which, if you've seen the movie as much as I have, it was a little bit jarring. Because the book ad- the movie adaptation is really, really good in that it follows the book so well. The problem is, I've watched that movie since I was like practically born and so as i'm reading it like the cartoon version is like playing in my head and then we get to like parts that weren't 
in the movie and then my brain was like i don't know how to animate this so that was that was a very interesting um <laughs> mental thing because like when you're like imagining things like you usually have like a typical way that you imagine things but because i had seen it so many times my brain was like oh this scene is playing in your brain and then we got to like a random like it was like a people out in the woods or something and I was like, I this wasn't in the movie. I don't I don't know what these people look like. I have I have no idea how to animate this in my brain. Um so it was it was good. But yeah. Um and then the reason why I don't have more books on the list is because I went to Disney, um, got hit by Nicole while I was down there. Um as did Dave, and he can tell you his lovely experience then. So both of us were, we did not plan it at all. Like, both of us just happened to plan vacations down in Orlando the same week. I was over at Disney. I think he was over at um, Universal. Universal. Yeah, so I was over um, there. So I got to go to Pandora um, and see... The one I we did one of the rides for Pandora. We didn't do both of them. Um, got to read the brand new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Mm-hmm. Um, also did all three of the Star Wars rides. I think that was mostly like the big franchises that people would want to hear about. Um, so the Pandora one was really cool. Like I definitely recommend that if you're going to go to Animal Kingdom, go like in the like at the end of the day evening. Um, now they do close a little bit early, so like I would say, like do that like the se- like an afternoon into the evening, because the Pandora section when it gets dark has all of these like glowing plants, bioluminescence, and if like you're wearing like white, like you're all like bright and you like glow up, um, which is really it's just really it's really really cool to go there and see all like the fake bioluminescence, um. And then, like, to go on the ride and see the bioluminescence. The one we went on, like, the boat ride, and it the mm-hmm. animatronics on that are they're phenomenal. Like, yes. the movement is so fluid as they're like kind of swaying around, singing, and like doing music. And I was like, that's really impressive, like, really, really impressive, especially when you've gone to from like the older rides with the really fake animatronics that are kind of like funny and then you go to this and you're like that thing looks completely alive right now um and so that was just really really cool to go in and and see that and really um get more immersed in that world especially since it's gonna come out um guardians of the galaxy was over at epcot um and they they did a really it was hard to get in first off but they did a really good job not just like with the ride itself being like a roller coaster because at a certain point like all coasters are kind of the same to the right they are so the same they no. wish one way they wish another you do a little loop the loop and you're, you're done like no, they're not they're so oh, Dave and i were having this argument over yes we were year. it's funny um but like even like standing in line became almost like part of the ride itself which was really interesting um i won't do go into too much of that um but i did i did like that they're going more towards that kind of like immersive ride experience where like it's a story that's told from like the moment you walk in to ride on it and then go all the way through to the end um which is also what you did when you went on the Star Wars um, <laughs> Rise of the Resistance. That one was really, really good for that. Um, and I could tell that, like, the Disney um, employees were having fun kind of, like, being, I wouldn't say, not Imperial dicks, but, like, um, <laughs> First Order yeah. dicks. So, yeah. like, they're, like, stop talking. <laughs> you know, like, you know, growling at you. I was like, you're getting paid to growl at your customers. This is amusing. Um, Sign me up. Yes. So I definitely, I definitely recommend that one. Um, somehow I managed to get into like a line where it was only going to take like 45, like 45, 60 minutes to go through that one instead of two hours. I literally don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> Star Tours continues to be its usual self. I mean, 
But luckily, the queue for that is only like 30 minutes, so it's not too bad. I mean, you see C-3PO being, you know, himself yelling at R2 for being ridiculous because, you know, you know what you're going to get with R2-D2 and C-3PO. Like, it just is. Um, And then the other one was the Smuggler's Run, which was awesome. It was was pretty fun. Um, We decided to go through the single rider thing rather than waiting in line for two hours because we decided that that was ridiculous. And I really do recommend that unless you have, like, children that you need to monitor just take your group go through the single rider one it was really quick like we got on like me i think we were waiting maybe five minutes to get onto that ride um because we just like walked right in took five minutes and then because half the time like you're not sitting there chatting with each other when you're on a ride like you're focused on your own thing um and it was it was really that was also really interactive where like you had to like press buttons at certain points to make certain things happen on on the run. So it was it was really, I wish it wasn't quite so much the new stuff. I would have liked some of the older Star Wars, but you know, I'm obviously I'm obviously partial to the older Star Wars stuff. As Did you, you get on the Millennium Falcon. Um I saw the Millennium Falcon. Okay. I'm thinking like I actually went into it. Right. Yeah. The real question for you, Chrissy, is are the Star Wars rides, are they canon? I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Very, very expensive fan fiction. I I, <laughs> I mean, now granted. They were certainly better fan fiction than the fan fiction we got in the theater. So, <laughs> you know, here, here. <laughs> like I, like I, like Rise of the Resistance was really, really good for that like story immersion because like you're going through and like it's part of part of the night. You get you know on the transport and get in and like you actually like they somehow they put like the effects as if like you're you know. Kylo Ren is using the force on you, which I'm like, all right, you want to show us all the big villains or everything. But at the same time, why is he doing this stuff as like level, like level of like an, you know, maybe a captain, but you know, supposedly I'm an important enough prisoner to warrant his attention, I guess. Um, cool. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't want to like say too much about it because it is a newer ride. And I don't like. I know some people probably don't want it. Like that whole immersive experience, um, spoiled for them. But if you do like, if you really do want a nice immersive experience, like go there, spend. You know, like even if all you do at Hollywood Studios is go into Star Wars, that's fine. Then just get a park hopper. Like go do Star Wars in the morning, then pop over to Pandora in the afternoon over at Animal Kingdom. Um, I was disappointed I didn't get to see Star Wars at night because, you know, there was a hurricane coming. Um, that was it, it. Put a damper on some things. A very literal that, damper. Yeah, without a pun, that's a terrible pun. <laughs> yeah, it was a very literal damper. Yeah, throw a poncho um, on you, get out there like we did. Come on. Yeah, I did have a poncho. I did get out there. Hey, Pandora's supposed to be raining anyways on Pandora. Exactly. That's what I said. I was like, look, it's dark and rainy. You have dark and rainy films. I don't understand why I have to leave Star Wars Park right now. I mean, sure, there's a possibility of a tornado or something happening. Oh, that reminds me. Dave, I'm officially blaming. I think, who did I say we're blaming? His name is Kevin Jones from Montana. Is that his name? So I, I think. Was, I was standing in line with someone in Star Tours. Um, and he he and I were, were having a chit-chat, because obviously we're in Star Wars, so we're going to be friends at that point. Um, <laughs> this is how this works when you're standing in line for nerd things. Like, you're going to make friends with people. Um, and he was saying how, like, he had watched someone streaming about being in Disney World during um, the last hurricane, and he thought to himself, wow, that would be really cool to, to be in a hurricane in Disney and I was like oh so you're you're to blame for this entire thing 
And he was like, well, yeah, kind of, I guess you could say that. And I was like, uh-huh. I was like, well, now, now it really is. I'm going to let everybody on my podcast know that it is your fault. Yeah. And, and add to it, there have been five hurricanes that have touched land in Florida in recorded history. And we're there for number five. So, yeah, I'll definitely feel good putting it on that guy's shoulders. Yes, Why not? Yes, Absolutely. Kevin. Kevin yeah. is to blame. Kevin. It's Kevin. Kevin, do you yeah, hear that? Kevin. Kevin. Of course it's a Kevin. It's a Kevin. That reminds me. I need to blame this guy. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening, Kevin, we're sorry. But we're not. <laughs> no, we're not, not even a little. <laughs> Dave, you were also down in the Disney area. So tell us a little bit about your experience and anything else you want to talk about in your sci-fi world. Yeah, well, up until that point, and even when I got home, I was I, uh, made a playthrough of the 1994 classic PC game TIE Fighter and got to start the 1999 classic X-Wing Alliance, two of my favorite games. Um, also playing a lot of NHL 23 in between all that. Um, loving Andor. Can't wait for the next, final, next and I think final episode of this season coming up. Uh, we watched the first part of the last season of Manifest. Finally starting to pay off for me a little bit here. This is okay. This is what we've been waiting for. You could have done this three seasons ago, but hey, whatever. <laughs> you know, that's okay. Instead of your little mystical little vision quests, what have you. Um, and then today, before the show, I started watching the Tales of the Jedi shorts on Disney+. Plus. Um, I think I just started number five out of six. And they're, they're, they're really, really good. I, I enjoy them very much. Um, Florida, yeah. We went to Universal Studios. Um, wanted to do the whole Wizarding World experience. And it was, despite the rain, it was a, it was a blast. Uh, we were there... Monday and Tuesday, the first two days of our trip. Um, it only really started, it's only started raining Tuesday afternoon on us, which was, which is very handy. Um, if you ever go down to this stuff, I'm telling you, pay the extra money, get the unlimited express passes. They are worth their weight in gold. Right. Um, the only two rides I went on that you couldn't use express pass were Hagrid's little motorcycle ride and the Jurassic Park Velocicoaster. Um, but we went early, we got early, early admission Monday morning and we jumped in line and got in at eight o'clock an hour before the park officially opened and followed the immense crowd of people to Hagrid's ride and waited in line for an hour and a half to get on that. I had my daughter hyped up. My daughter's nine. I had her hyped up and convinced she's going to ride this thing with me. Her and I are going in. She's riding. She's riding sidecar. I'm riding bike. She's excited the whole way through till we're getting up to the end. She's starting to get a little doubtful. I look at her. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. We didn't wait in line for an hour and a half for you to punk out, kid. You are, <laughs> you're, 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 you're going to ride this with me. You're gonna have, it's going to be awesome. Okay. You'll be fine. You ain't going Did anywhere. you break your baby? Oh, no. She, she, well... Yeah, so <laughs> you get on the thing, and you can you can look up videos of this ride, but it, it's nothing like actually physically in it. You start off nice and slow, coming out around the corner, she's fine, and then I see the mag plates in the middle of the track, and I'm like, "Hold on, kid, we're about to go for a ride," and you launch to 60 mile an hour in the blink of an eye. And you're gone. She's screaming. I'm giggling like a kid going around the corners of this thing. At one point, you go through this giant dense fog and up a hill where you stall out and then go backwards really, really fast. She's freaking out at that. There's a 17-foot vertical drop down to the next section of track, and you take off immediately going the other way. She, she's flipping out. The ride was amazing. It was worth the hour and a half, and I would have gone back and done it again the next morning if I could. But you know, her and she's in tears. She's freaking out. I don't know, later on, later on in the day, she's thinking back on it and really being able to process. She's like, "That was actually pretty fun." I was like, "Yeah, see, kid, I told you it would be. I told you it would be." But she was getting a little weird. No, I didn't break her. Just shook her. Some lag in, in her processing. Yes. Brain. Yes. Yeah. Um, that process. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. 
they, they really were really smart when they built this Harry Potter world because Universal Studios has two parks, Universal Studios and Island of Adventure. So they split the whole Harry Potter world up into a section in both parks. So the only way to get there is if buying either a second ticket for the other park or paying the extra to have the hopper between the two. But conveniently for you, you could walk out of the first park through the entrance, right around the corner, into the main park, and go to the very back ends of them to get to the Harry Potter world. Or you could take the nice little Hogwarts Express train to go back and forth between the two, which is a neat little ride and experience of its own if you don't mind waiting in line. The second time when we rode it back through Monday night, when we were still there, I, I could have walked out the front of the park around and back up there in a shorter amount of time that it took me to wait in line for that damn train ride. <laughs> but they wanted to do it, so I was fine. It was fine. Um, I, she, yes. I have a question for you about that. Yes. In one of the parts, um, I remember when I went, it was when the first side was done, and we're walking around, and I can see on the map the entrance to the to, um uh, to Hogsmeade, mm-hmm. but as we're walking by, we're, it's just building, and I'm like, what, where the, f-? and I'm with a big group of friends, and then I ditch them, because I start hearing the music, and then go through a dark corridor, and then there it is. Uh-huh. Did Did you experience that, or did you go in the, the, the Gringotts way? The- no, so when we went back and forth between the two of them, like, oh, you're talking about like in Universal Studios. It's yeah, tough. when you go from the park into 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 Diagon Alley, there. Yeah, Can yeah. I interrupt for a minute and yeah. say how much I love that I'm like was like they serenaded with music, me with this magical music, and I just had to ditch my friends to oh, go follow it. You, you, you <laughs> I, I totally ditched them. I just yeah. let like, them figure it out on their own. <laughs> I love that so much because I would totally do the same thing. So I mean, both of us are gonna die forever, like being lured away by fairies. So. Oh yeah. So yeah, in the universal side, it's set up where like the entrance to the train ride looks like the front of like a British train station. Like you can't tell it's like it, unless you you know it's Harry Potter, you're not going to tell it's Harry Potter. But then to get back into that part of the world, like in the movies where they walk through a, like a building or a wall with whatever magic to get into Diagon Alley, the same thing kind of plays there where they have this wall facade, but you go into the side and you could cut left or right and around another wall. And now you're into, into the park, which is really great. Unless you got a bunch of jabronis standing there, just mingling and meandering right in the middle of the walkway. And I fell out of the way, but you just push him aside. Like it's essentially, essentially it. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Be like, look, if you're not going to nerd with me right now, get the fuck out. This is oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I don't, like, go, go to Jurassic Park world. Shoot. Shoot. Yes. Squirt I'll follow off. you there later. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you go in there and, and it, it, the, the visual, the, the aesthetics of the place is, is amazing. Even inside the shops and everything look so awesome. Um, we went into the, uh, the uh, I forget the dude's name, his wand shop that they have in the, in the movie when they go in there to get his wand and everything. And Oliver, uh, what was his name? Ollivander. Ollivander, yeah, Ollivander, yes. So you can go into a store, buy a wand, do whatever that is, or you wait in line and you can do the actual experience thing, which is really cool. We took her to that one. Take you in the back. Yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah, yep, there you go. They, uh, I don't even like Harry Potter, but I'm so like this makes me happy for you guys. Like I love watching fellow like I love it. It's great. Oh, you got Hermione Granger's one. I do. Yes. Oh, I'm really knowing that one. I can tell the difference of like, who's is who's now from a stick. That's beautiful. I and <laughs> like Facebook videos. That's pretty good, dude. Yeah. Um but you go in there and you stay in line to get you get a bunch of people in and uh the guys back there in full character. And he'll pick one out, like get out of the crowd, and and to demonstrate. And he'll go through different wands for him, and tell you to wave it around. You'll see a bunch of animatronic stuff going off inside there. It's really a neat thing. Kids love it. It was it, the, the theatrics of it was it was amazing. 
And then you go into the store, and for $63, you can buy yourself a replica Harry Potter wand of anybody in the movies, pretty much, um, plus plenty of other extras that they just come up with. Now, all cool, but each of those wands has a little infrared or RFID thing in the tip. And as you go around the Harry Potter world of the park, you look around on the ground, and you'll see these medallions on the, on the ground. And each of them has a different motion or whatever. You stand on the thing, point it at the window of the shop in front of you, make the motion with your wand, and whatever little animatronic thing happens inside happens inside. It's really neat. Kids love it. She waits in line for 10 minutes just to wave her thing at the, at the window and watch what happens. If you have small children and you're going through this, keep a very, very close eye on them. They catch a glimpse of one that they haven't done yet. They will disappear from your side to chase this thing down. Keep a very, very close eye on them. <laughs> you got to chip them. You got to get one of those little air... The, the oh, the little RFID tip. Yeah, the, the, the tile tag. Oh, man. She scared me the one time. She disappeared off of one when we were over at Hogsmeade. And I caught a glimpse of movement out of the corner of my eye and saw her. And she was about 20 feet away from me at the time. And it's like, shit, get back here. What are you doing? <laughs> the riot act real quick. Scared her more with that than anything. But, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a really, really neat experience. The, uh, they got the Gringotts Bank there. And you want to talk about animatronics? Holy cow. All the goblins inside of that thing at the, the bank tellers and stuff. You wouldn't have known if you didn't know. I mean, they, they were they were done very, very well. And the ride was amazing. Probably the second or third best ride in that entire park. I got a big dragon that sits on top of the building. And you're standing there in the middle of Diagon Alley. Everybody stops and is standing there with their phones up. I'm like, what the hell are you people doing? Get the heck out of my way. And then all of a sudden, this dragon belches fire. And you feel the heat from like 30, 40 feet away. And you're like, oh, that's what they're waiting on. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So I mean, the, 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 whole, the whole experience was really, really neat. Um, kid had a great time. Uh, and to my argument with your roller coasters, until you go and ride the Jurassic Park Velocicoaster, your argument is invalid. I'm sorry. Uh, when you have to go through a metal detector and then get wanded down before you get on the roller coaster to make sure you have literally nothing in you, in your pockets, anything, you're going for a hell of a ride. And boy, oh boy, I couldn't convince anybody else in our group and our family that to go on that with me because they were all a bunch of pansies and didn't want to do it. Yes, that's right, folks. I said that. Yeah. Um, check it out. I waited 40 minutes to get onto that one. It, and I was actually, that was one ride. I actually made it through the main queue faster than the single occupant riders did, which was a, which was shocking. I mean, there was a lady I rode with who was in the single occupant line. She jumped on with me. She had a prosthetic hand. Like she lost her hand. She had a prosthetic. They made her take it off and put it in a locker. <laughs> oh my, it reaches that kind of speed. The speeds. And the, the inversions and twists and everything you're going, and it, yeah, it makes wow. you want to fly in a fighter jet <laughs> just to see, okay, that's that. Let me go to this. <laughs> but it, it, it and your broke. retinas are still attached to the back of your eyes. Oh, I, I was giggling like a child in that whole thing, just, just loving every second of it. And, and the length of the ride was actually – probably one of the more surprising things where I used to ride waiting that line for like a 40 second ride. Now you were, you were going for a decent amount of time. It's, it's a longer ride. You do realize that at the time that he and I were having this conversation, we had, um, my boyfriend and I had made the decision to go to Trader um, Sam's <laughs> for, for drinks instead of continuing to stay in Magic Kingdom because our choice was to stay in Magic Kingdom and like do a ride and stuff there versus go to Trader Sam's and have some really amazing um, drinks and experience. But so like you're asking me to pass up like 
What kind of ride? It's not like Magic Kingdom has lost a rapper ride. Come on. We didn't even have Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, but, but it's Magic Kingdom. I mean, that place you could spend two days in to see everything. I can get hammered any time I want for cheaper. <laughs> well, he's also, like, super into, like, tiki mug stuff. So, well, there you like, go. We'll, go there you that. go. well, that, and I had already... I had already been to Disney when I was younger as a teen. Um, so I was very, like, open to being like, you know, if this is what you really want to do, if this is what you would rather do, that's fine with me. I got my Magic Kingdom Disney experience when I was, you know, younger. I got my my nerd stuff out of the way. We'll go do your thing. The most important part is that you had fun and you left with a smile. That is true. true. Despite despite the hurricane. Despite the hurricane. And we went Wednesday then we went to SeaWorld. In the middle of all that room and everything. Oh yeah, there was like nobody in the park. And I mean it's it's just raining all day long. They ended up closing three hours early because the the hurricane was really gonna come through that day. But did a whole dolphin encounter thing. Kid got to play with a dolphin and all that stuff. She was she was beyond excited. Are the stingrays yeah. available to touch? Yeah, those little bastards. So you're standing there looking at them, petting them things, and this one that actually is in there weighs more than me decides to get active and start swimming around, and I'm a bigger guy. And he flipped his fin up and boosh, splashed everybody standing outside. That guy went already in ponchos and everything because it's pouring rain out. <laughs> oh, no, I smell like strip. This is disgusting. <laughs> It's fine. It will wash right off. It's fine. Right. It's got the rain. It's not um, the rain. It's fine. Yeah, but they, they, they do a really good job there with the with the animals and stuff like that. It was it, that was a that was a fun trip. I'd like to go back again and hit some of their coasters because they've got a couple of really neat looking ones there. They have some yeah. good ones. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been there in ten years, but I remember I remember riding a couple of really good ones. They're building another one right now. Yeah. They're starting off in there. So we didn't we didn't do Sea World. We did so. You flew. I drove back and forth. Okay, so we actually, yeah, I am a little bit nuts. But we did like a small detour over to Virginia Beach, and we went to the um, aquarium there. So there you go. I did get. I love like someone's like want to go to aquarium. I'm like yes, let's do this. Where is it? Like it was five hours away. That's fine. We'll just get in the car. We'll go. Beautiful. Yeah. But yeah. Very very good time. Um, if you're into the Wizarding World stuff. Take the time, make the trip. It's it's worth it, and, and make sure you spend at least three days if you want to go through both parks completely. Because there's a lot of stuff there that we didn't even get to see, and we were we were moving along pretty well. But yeah, awesome. That sounds yeah. fantastic, Dave. It was a blast. Yeah, but... Oh, Miles Scott, you're here too. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I did. I, I did want to ask Miles. Uh, Miles, have you ever been to like Disney or Universal? Any of them? Uh, years ago, the last time I was at either of those parks was two thousand seven. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. Um. So when 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 Chris you started about Star Tours, I remember that fondly. First time I went was back in ninety nine, and um, you know, for ninety nine, this I thought this is the coolest thing in the world. I saw a life size at at Walker, a life size. Oh, yeah. You know, they, yeah. It. it it is really good. And if you like that, you'll love like the whole Star Wars section because it is like you really do feel like you're in that environment. Um if you I'm sure if you look on my, my Facebook you'll see all the different pictures that, that I took. It was just unfortunate that because the way that the parks were close like, because of the hurricane, I just didn't have as much time as I would have wanted right. to be able to go and like get more immersed in in that area and really like enjoy it um so that was probably like the thing that i liked the least was i just didn't get a chance to really enjoy like looking and immersing myself because they had like this droid shop and i was like well like we just didn't have time to do this stuff because we're like okay well we want to get into the rides and get, <laughs> get over to where we need to get over and yeah, yeah it would have been it would have been more enjoyable having a little bit more time but um what was, go ahead Dave. sci-fi diner podcast on location yes galaxy's edge orlando florida folks you can help us reach this if you go to patreon.com forward slash sci-fi <laughs> yeah there you go there you go we, 
come back to Disney. There we are. There we are. Better yet, we can record the Sci-Fi Diner at the Sci-Fi Diner. That's what I said. Hey, yes. Yes. But, yes. And, and when was the last time you were in the Disney franchise? Say that again? When was the last time you were in the Disney or Universal franchise? Me? Yes. Uh, the year before COVID. It was before I tore my leg up. So 2019. Okay, good. Yeah. 2019. I go every every like two years was the track record, but with COVID, we didn't go last year. Um, <clears throat> and then I'd go to a Lizzo concert like up two months ago, and I get COVID. Um, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I I've been going. I I never. My first time going, I was 26 or 27 i never went as a kid because my parents were like well, you know you can watch mickey mouse on the tv we're not spending the money um so right. that's fine i mean they took me to europe and south america so i can't really complain yeah but as an adult i like every time i walk into magic kingdom i sit there and i love that feeling of everything just opening up and then i watch the little kids running to all the characters or like there'll be one, there'll be uh, this one I will never forget. It was this little kid who was super sad and just crying, and probably two and a half based on like the vocabulary. Then the dad's pushing, and the mom's looking for something, and there's something going on, and then out comes Pluto, and it it like a like like a sun forming. They just the little one just stopped. <gasps> Pluto, 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 Mama, Dada, Pluto. And I, I started crying because it was just the sweetest thing. So they saw them get queued up. And then my friends were like, I, I have to watch this. So I sat and I watched. He was second in line and they took him out. And like the minute they put him on the ground, took off and embraced Pluto. And I just, like every, every time I go, there's always a moment that I see like that. And the magic is a hundred percent there it's always the same feeling comes back it even and i think to myself like oh it's yeah all right let's get a magic kingdom whatever and then i walk in i'm like oh my god this is the best place in the world i love it have you ever got to eat at the beauty and the beast castle um yes i the the last time we went um i said my only request is to have the princess breakfast and my friends were really sweet. They're like, oh, we usually don't go because we are we feel bad we're taking the chair away from a kid. And I was like, fuck them. I have just... <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Princess Breakfast, which was delicious. Uh -huh. And of course, like, my dear friend Riley, uh, Little Mermaid is his favorite, is their favorite. And we're sitting there and we're, we're having chat. Like, they come by and they chat and they are in character. A thousand, like, Anything we threw at them, it was impressive. And then um, there was this little baby in a high chair that every time a princess stopped with us, she would lean over and reach and then put on a really mad face. Like, And I was just thinking, you should become older and get a job and pay for it yourself, little shit. I did it once. And I do feel a little bit bad because it is something very to watch everybody, like all the kids experience it. But even as a big dopey adult, as soon as Merida came out, who is my favorite Disney princess, oh, I'll fight for my own hand. Um, I was like a giant dope. Like I realized this is some 20 something year old girl with a wig on. But to me, she was really Merida. And I was very, it, it's precious. I love dope. <laughs> I love so going. It, it was it was probably my favorite. Five years ago, when we were down there last, we were actually went to Disney, and my daughter was four at the time, and she she was obsessed with all those princesses and everything. And we did the I don't know, it was lunch or dinner or something at, at the castle at Magic Kingdom, and every meal we could get with characters, we tried to do with the diamond plan we had and stuff. And she she just loved every second of that. She was there's obsessed. no words for it. Is there? there's not I, it, there's I not was, it, it's. I yeah. was that way with Alice when I was a teenager, and I like I was I just happened to like stumble upon her. I was like, "Oh my god, Alice in Wonderland!" 
So, I mean, everyone else is like Disney princess. I'm like, I don't need a Disney princess. I am one. Um, <laughs> <just> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> um, but Alice, I was definitely like super stoked to go see Alice. I did almost knock over a child to get to Mike Wazowski. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. um, I didn't mean to he kind of like we both converged and like you know Adams we bounced off of each other and then I let him get there first and then I have like 80 pictures of selfies with me and Mike Wazowski and I was dressed as Edna Mode because <clears throat> at Halloween they let the adults wear costumes on certain nights so I have the Edna Mode wig and the dress and I have a, Love I have it. a little Jack Jack that lights up so I put him in a baby carrier and I had her dress and I, I just was, I loved it. I was super fun. Like there's dozens of families dressed up as the Incredibles with a stranger, me, in the picture with them with the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. such a hoot. Please hold while your call is transferred to an external operator, where you should be able to complete your call with a credit card, calling card, or via collect call. Announcement 10, switch, 3, 2, 8, dash, 3. 